0: Hello, dear friend. This is your friend and brother, Minister C. Coach Halbert, host from Fight for Your Dreams, asking you humbly to sow just $1 to help further this outreach ministry. And I thank God for all of you tuning in. And may God forever bless you and may He forever keep
1: you. Bye now. This announcement, in response to that, our sister network, My Genre Radio Network, is behind the non derogatory movement for today's music. Go to radio.net and support the movement.
0: I've never been the type who's afraid to
1: try. No. The, the truth is, the, the enemy knows your destiny better than you do. That's why he wants to stop it. He will try to introduce idols into your life that will steal your passion and divide your heart. Fight for an undivided heart and go to war against anything and everything that would steal your passion, because your destiny is too important to live otherwise. This is Fight for Your Dreams with Minister C. Coach Halbert. Alright, alright,
0: alright. Alright. How y'all doing today? This is Minister See Coach Halbert coming back at you. Thank God for another day. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God is a good God. Yes, He is. Shout out to Brother Cleveland Rhodes, um, RCR Rosalia Christian Network, the overseer and a producer, good man of God. Uh shout out to um uh, my artist Gentry Cosier, my song, my motivational anthem, giving my all, give it your all, give it your best shot, put it all on the line, don't hold back, don't hold back because because going at going go, going at one more going at one more going one more round when you think you can't will make the difference in your life. Give it your all, put your best shot because see, God gave us His best. And his son, Jesus. So we got to give it our all. All. All of our God-given talent, abilities, and, and resources. Um, also, we, uh, we're, I'm, we're, I'm asking you that you would add my motivational anthem, giving my all, to your playlist and play it. Add it to your playlist and play it. We, um, we, we need your support in our non-derogatory movement in which we are striving to bring positive and non-derogatory m- music back to our radio airwaves and our society. And we need your help. Please, ma'am, please, sir. We need we, we need your help. Thank God for all the listeners and supporters. This this podcast show has really given me life. Uh, God is amazing. God is blowing my mind. Um, 810,000 currently. And the numbers are steady going. The people are responding to what God is saying through this chosen vessel. I'm very grateful and I'm very humble. All right. All right. On this show here, we have I have a good friend and brother of mine. Amen. From from St. Louis, but now he resides now in uh, Dallas, Texas. A powerful man of God that's uh he he! God has invested a lot in him, and he wants to, he wants to uh, pour it out and give it to you all. So I want to introduce this man of God to you that's doing great things in in our Christian in our Christian community. Amen. I want to I want to introduce to you all Minister Wendell St- Wendell Stevens from Dallas, Texas.
2: Minister Wendell,
0: how you doing, brother?
2: Amen, amen. I am absolutely wonderful. And uh, uh, if I were if I were doing any better, I believe I'd have to be living in heaven.
0: <laughs> I hear that, brother. I hear that. Well, man, yes. man, God bless you, man. Thank you so much, sir, for for uh, uh, re- receiving the invitation
2: to come on the show. Amen, amen. Anytime I get an opportunity to speak about the goodness of God and His kingdom. Uh, I, I have to jump at the opportunity. for I'm commanded to do this, and anointed to do this.
0: Oh yes, and man, you know, I we want to give a shout out to Minister McNeil, uh, also yeah. from St. Louis, but in Dallas too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thank God. Korean, yes. Yes. yes, yes, I thank God for uh, for him for, for for God using him for us to uh, meet and to connect. So it's been a blessing. Oh, so uh, Minister, wanted to tell the people. Um, how long have you been? How long have you been in ministry?
2: I've been in ministry since uh, Father's Day of uh, 2004. Okay, um, it was actually several months prior to that where the Lord actually called me into the ministry, uh, but it was uh, Father's Day, July. Oh, I'm sorry, in June 2004, where I delivered my first sermon.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, uh, where are are you um? Where are you worshiping at in in Dallas?
2: Well, currently, uh, well, just recently moved to Dallas, and I've been okay. here just for a couple of weeks, okay. and uh, have not established a um, actual place of worship. And in fact, I believe that it is the Lord's uh, direction for me to actually plant a ministry. Um, and we certainly wow. can talk more about that, yeah, but uh, it is going to be a non-traditional uh ministry if you would so we'll, we'll 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 dive into that a little bit later
0: okay okay okay, okay i know we talked i know we talked a lot about uh the theme kingdom building mm-hmm. you know you know you were talking about that and you were saying that lord the Lord is really dealing with you on that just, just share share with us share with us what is it, how God is moving with you in the ministry that he has uh placed in your hands.
2: Well, when people, oftentimes when people ask me, how am I doing? Uh, My response is, I'm living the kingdom experience. And what that does is it causes people, yes, to begin to ask questions. Um, And I begin to share with them, uh, first and foremost, this new knowledge I have about my relationship with God. Uh, It is no longer a better understanding of the Kingdom
1: of God transformed my understanding of that which we have pursued for years. Man has pursued religion for years only to fail in trying to fulfill his greatest need and his greatest need is the Kingdom of God. Well, through the grace of God and the power of his Holy Spirit, he has brought me to a place where uh I am constantly growing in the ideal or the concept of a kingdom. And so yeah, uh I, I like to I like to now share that concept with people, the concept of a kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, a king, his kingdom and his citizens. So that's what that's what has brought me to this place where I tell people I'm actually living the kingdom experience. I
0: like I like that I like that, and you may and you hit on the point I want to hit on real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Religion, and I believe religion that torn this country apart. <laughs> religion, and it's not about religion; it's about having a relationship with our. Um, it's about having a relationship with our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's,
1: mm-hmm. about,
0: it's about being in covenant relationship, but. People people these days are so they still caught up in that in that cobweb of religion. And it, it's and 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 it's used, I believe is used to um, divide us. As I told you when I met with you earlier in St. Louis, I like that quote Dr. King said. He said, We we are tragically divided.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe that 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 that's what religion has done to us. But God wants to u- unite us. Amen. Mm-hmm. With his son Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. God wants to unite us. Everybody, everybody's somebody, everybody's important.
1: Mhm. Well, let me let me let me jump in there and uh uh talk about that religion, you know, versus the kingdom of God. Uh I will, I'll, I'll reference several scriptures, several conversations that Jesus had, uh, when he was dealing with the Pharisees. We, we have to understand that the problem with, uh, with today's religion is that we are operating in the, we have the tendency, and this is, I'm not throwing all, churches all congregations into the same bucket mm-hmm. but for the most part for the most part we are operating under what uh, is described as a pharisaic uh, mindset uh-huh. that Pharisaic <laughs> mindset is a mindset that the Pharisees in the days of Jesus uh, what they operated under um, uh-huh. uh, uh, the, the, the very word Pharisee and this is this is one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh, threats against a kingdom is the ideal of independence or separation. And let me so let me let me just let's deep dive on that just for a second. The very ideal of independence is born out of separation from a kingdom. And to give you a a, a worldly example of that, uh, on July fourth, seventeen seventy six. The country that we know of as the United States of America today declared its independence or its separation yeah. from the Kingdom of Great Britain. That concept or that genesis of this country has worked its way. That spirit of independence has worked its way certainly into the church to a to a to the days uh, where Jesus walked the earth. And you'll find when you read through the gospels that, uh, one of the greatest problems, uh, or the greatest challenges against the kingdom of God, it was with religious leaders and, 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 and religious leadership, religious ideals, religious teachings, religious concepts. And this was the greatest threat against the kingdom of God. Jesus came to the earth to restore mankind to his rightful place in the kingdom of God so that the plan of God could go forth. So if I take this all the way back to the beginning to help people, and this really is my goal, is to help people to really, really get a good understanding of how uh, we should be operating in this earth. And the way for us to operate correctly in this earth is to understand our purpose in the earth and the purpose of the king, the one that created us. So all the way back in the book of Genesis, we begin to understand that uh, the, the, the book of Genesis actually establishes the king. A king can only uh, 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 have his authority or a king can only become a king through either birthright or creation. That king who creates his own is king over that thing and he gets to establish the laws, the rules, the concepts, the ideals of how his kingdom will operate. So we see in the beginning God establishes his, his uh, kingship In Genesis 1-1, and the Bible says, And God created the heavens and the earth, therefore establishing himself as the king. A king cannot have dominion unless he has a domain or a territory (laughs) in which he is to govern. So after the king establishes kingship in Genesis 1-1, he began to speak and God said, Let there be light. And God said, and things began to form in his territory or in his domain, which is the earth. And so when you move on down through the entire first chapter, you see the king speaking over his territory. And as he, as he built the territory to the place or to the level to the excellency that he wanted it to be then he created man and what did he do with man he gave man dominion i'm in genesis chapter one verse 26 through 28 at this point god then created man and what he did then was gave man dominion over the earth, thereby mm-hmm. uh, um, giving man power and authority and rule or kingship over the earth. Now keep in mind, I said a king can only become a king either through uh, creation or birthright. So Adam was the first man born of God. Yes. So Adam came into the world a king. And in order to have a kingdom, you have to have you have to have territory or a domain. Yes. So when a king has domain, he now has a kingdom, which is king domain. All right. <laughs> yes. In in that kingdom, the king establishes all of the laws and the rules and how things will operate. And it's an awesome thing about a king, a true king, once he gives his word, he never rescinds it. He never takes that word back. I support that.
0: I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you say that, uh, Minister Wendell, when you say that, I would think about the scripture when the Lord's words go back, and when the Lord go out, whatever it accomplishes, when His word go out and never come back unto Him void,
1: that is correct. It accomplishes. That is what correct. If you're talking about what Isaiah wrote, <laughs> he, <laughs> yes, says, sir. he said, "He says, My word shall never return to me void, yeah. but it shall accomplish that in which I sent it, yeah. and prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it.' So, 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 it's going to accomplish. What God's will is, what His desire is, but it will not come back to Him void. Ah, let's we it. also, yeah, we we, we also uh, uh, see quite often where, uh, uh, actually, in fact, Isaiah wrote it. You know, again, um, I believe it's Isaiah chapter forty and verse eight or so, and he says, you know, the 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 the, the word of God shall stand forever. Yeah, yeah, the grass so with it, the grass
0: with it. Yeah. The
1: flower, the grass, the flower fades, but the word yes. of God, <laughs> the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God yeah. stands That's powerful. forever. That's powerful. That's powerful. And then we find, yeah, then we find in Matthew, Jesus confirmed, you know, the same thing. Yeah, he did. He, 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 what, what, what he says, he says, he says, my word, in fact, Matthew recorded it. Mark recorded it, and Luke recorded it. All the Gospels. All of them declared the word of the king that heaven and earth shall pass away. Yes, sir. But my words shall not pass away. Yes, sir. So we we, we have to get this understanding that when the king uh, uh, created his domain and then began to speak over it, that word is powerful. Yes, it is. That word it will accomplish what the king wants so 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 I, I, I just want to get people to to I want to reconnect people to the kingdom concept or the concept of a kingdom and the first place to begin with this uh, I like to call it a, a, a recalibration see what I'm talking about I'm not talking about any kind of new doctrines go ahead. And I'm certainly not trying to uh, dis- diminish, diminish, or, or or discredit any any mindset or any anybody that is working to teach the kingdom of God. But there are a lot of people that are trying to teach uh, something that they don't really know, and yeah. therefore it becomes ineffective what we're teaching. Yes, yeah, sir. It is it is very important that that. Uh, uh, um, Teachers understand, preachers understand, evangelists understand, apostles understand, prophets understand that we have, well, one ministry assignment, and that is to preach the kingdom of God. Amen. I will support that with Matthew's writing. When Jesus, after being uh, tempted of the devil, 40 days and 40 nights, when he began to speak, What did he begin to speak to mankind? And you'll find it in Matthew 4 and 17. Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what the word said. Amen. And then you find find that from that day on, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And watch this. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. There he's beginning to describe the benefits of being a citizen in the kingdom of God. So let me let me nail this down into your audience's hearing. The entire Bible is really about a king, his kingdom and his citizens. Man. I'm going to say it again. The entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation is a book about a king, his kingdom And his citizens. The king who created the heavens and the earth. Established the law and the rules. And then gave dominion. Power and authority to his representatives. His ambassadors in the earth. He gave man power and authority. Now to govern and rule over the earth. As he rules over the kingdom of God.
0: Yes,
1: sir. So, so, so this kingdom concept. uh, We in the church, we have to recalibrate. I used to run uh, uh, several restaurants. Um, In fact, a former McDonald's restaurant franchisee, and on a regular basis, we had to calibrate the cooking equipment. We had to calibrate the drink stations. We had to calibrate everything that that produced a product for the customer. We had to make sure. On a regular basis, oftentimes weekly, sometimes two or three times a weekly, or two or three times weekly, we had to calibrate the equipment to make sure that it was restored back to its prescribed place. Okay. Without recalibration, man, you get french fries from one McDonald's and they don't taste like french fries from the other, or you get a Coca-Cola one place, it's supposed to taste like a Coca-Cola any place. <laughs> it required recalibration, and what I see one of the challenges—I don't want to call it a problem in the church—but one of the challenges that the church is facing today is that we need recalibration to the concept of the kingdom of God. Many have drifted off into many other other concepts or ideals, and unfortunately, uh, it, it 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 can take on the look of traditions, uh, legalisms, which, which takes us back to, you know, the problem that Jesus had with the Pharisees, with the Pharisees, uh, 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 and again, the very word Pharisee, you know, it, it, it comes from the word parisia, which means separated. Mm-hmm. So the very, very problem Jesus had with the Pharisees was the separation. Let me let you get in there. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> So, 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 so I'll just, I'll just, I'll pick up, you know, at that point right there. Um, in the days of the Pharisees, Jesus um, um, had challenges with them because they actually blocked people who were entering, who were headed to enter the kingdom of God. These Pharisees and their teachings, uh, Jesus described it in Matthew 23 and 13, he warned the scribes and the Pharisees and the hypocrites, you know, to be careful. For they were shutting up the kingdom of heaven against men. And so my concern is, in today's time, are we, in our legalistic teachings, in our traditional teachings, in our... Uh, oh man, the way we heard somebody else preach and our desire to preach like somebody else, are we missing the whole ideal and the whole concept of what we are to be talking about? So Jesus warned them that not only were these Pharisees uh, being these separators, that they were neither going to go in themselves into the kingdom, nor were they going to allow others who were trying to enter to go in because of a lot of this false teaching, or I'm just going to even call it misguided teaching. Because again, my my job, my job is not to, not to accuse, uh, and, and or convict anyone, but to share this truth that we've got to make sure that we are preaching and teaching concepts of the kingdom of God.
0: Well, I believe, I believe you own it. You own it, man. Uh, because, it is a lot of teaching that's not actually lining up with uh scripture. You know? Uh Go ahead.
1: Go ahead.
0: and preaching, this prosperity preaching, all this kind of stuff, you know. But Matthew 633, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it said, mm-hmm. All these other things shall be added unto you. You know, so you don't have to... When you're doing kingdom building, the things, they follow you. don't got to go after them. they come. They'll come. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it, God or Adam, if we just mm-hmm. keep him first, if we keep God first, we'll never come in second.
1: If you right. about his you, business. Yeah, yeah. What, what you're referencing there, Matthew 6.33, to me is one of the most profound scriptures, one of the most profound texts in the Bible. It helps... Recalibrate man to what is important in the proper context of that scripture in the in the sixth chapter of uh, uh, Matthew, in probably around verse twenty-four, Jesus is dealing with uh, uh, man's desire for earthly possessions, yeah. man's desire to have money, man's desire to have monies, man's desire to have clothes, and the big homes and. Uh, uh and i'm i'm going to fast forward the ideal of the concept that uh you know man's desire to have big cars new cars and all of those things that are going to rust away jesus dealt with the with the the, the people that were in that audience um and, and we're talking about you know uh, the sermon on the mount he was dealing with people to help them to understand that you know in the kingdom keep this in mind that if you are in the kingdom You don't have to worry about those kinds of things. Go ahead. If you can understand the concepts of a king, his kingdom, and your rights as a citizen in a kingdom, you don't have to go begging the king for anything.
0: Listeners, listeners, are y'all hearing this? Y'all need to hear this.
1: this. Y'all need to hear this, this. this this is such a profound teaching that Jesus shared with the people on the, on the, on the oh. Mount, uh, who, and, and who are representative of us today. You see, we think that we have to go to work, that we have to commit 40, 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week to gain money or income to pay our bills. Well, mm-hmm. in a kingdom, Watch this. The king is ultimately responsible for the well-being of his citizens. This is why Jesus says, you don't have to worry about these kinds of things. What you're going to eat. What you're going to wear. Where you're going to lay your head. He says, why are you worrying about those kinds of things? Look, doesn't the king take care of the birds in the air? They all have nests, but they don't they don't toil. The lilies in the field, they, they, they don't get up and go clock in nowhere. They serve for the purpose of the king. And the king in return takes care of the birds in the air, the fish in the sea, the the, the grass that grows in the fields that is here today and gone tomorrow. So he says, You are my greatest creation, man. And why do you think I would take care of those things and not take care of you? But he says, I want you to get get, get this in your mind as a citizen if you seek ye first. Come on, come on. the king come on. and his righteousness, or so in other words, the way the kingdom operates. yeah if you can get this, I'm going to give you, I'm going to add to you everything that you're going to need. That's yeah. a promise. From our king. now this is the this is the importance of why we need to understand the kingdom, how a kingdom works. Watch this. in Matthew thirteen and verse nineteen, Jesus was speaking to the disciples, and he was telling them, he says, "If a man hears a word of the kingdom, and watch this, understandeth it not." says, then the thief immediately comes and snatches that word out of his heart. Yeah. And that man is like seed sown by the wayside. Yeah. Seed sown by the wayside, it cannot be profitable. It cannot bring forth its best. It cannot bring forth its fruit. So we have to, the key word in that text right there is that we have to get an understanding of the kingdom In order to hear a word of the kingdom and receive it in our heart to a point where it will bring forth fruit, right? where it will bring forth profitability for not only the individual, but for uh, those whom he is responsible for speaking to, but for the kingdom. If this is the purpose uh, of the word coming to us, is that we understand, so that we can get an understanding how the king operates his kingdom. And when you can demonstrate to the king that you have a good understanding of how the kingdom works, now you can move the hand of the king in a mighty way. Yes, sir. We, we we, we we don't get, I believe that we don't get many of our prayers answered because we don't understand kingdom concepts. I like that. I, okay. I, I believe we struggle, yes, in terms of getting things that we need in our lives. Uh, everything from, from, from deliverance for our children, from the strongholds of this world, the strongholds of the enemy. I'm talking about chemical abuse and addictions, I'm talking about su- suicide, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about All
0: right now. sickness All right. and
1: disease, All okay? Right. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. we have a responsibility to not only proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, but we have to demonstrate it as well. That's and funny. there lies a problem. But that problem, at the source of that problem, it comes down to our faith. Now, this is an area where uh, there are a lot of people that talk about faith, preach about faith, pray believing in faith that they're going to get what they want but why do we not get the answers that we are truly asking for and that we know may be a kingdom concept and I really believe it's in the area of our faith and really understanding how faith works where am I going with this watch this there's several examples in the Bible where Jesus uh, accused his disciples of oh ye of little faith oh yeah Oh, yeah I find you- uh, situation- yeah 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 situations uh are on, on, on the boat and the storm is upon them, and Jesus is asleep on the lower level and 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 they are so afraid that they're going to perish. they run and wake him up, and what do they say to him, do you not care that we will perish? We can perish, and Jesus came up, you know the story and i'm uh, as I'm summarizing it, Jesus came up. He spoke to the winds and the waves, and he told them, peace, be still. Yes, sir. And the winds and the waves obeyed him. That's the word. He he turned to the disciples, and he says, oh, ye of little faith. In other words, these guys are walking with Jesus. Watch this. They have been traveling with this man for years. Okay? But why is it that they could not Control the winds and the waves as Jesus did. Here's what what I believe the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. Is that we are lacking the true understanding of how the kingdom of God operates. Here's the example. The story of the centurion. The centurion who, who had a servant lying on his deathbed sent word to Jesus. Some some, uh, some of the uh, uh, gospel writers says he came to Jesus. Some says he sent the messenger to Jesus. But in any case, this man is presented, he presented his situation to Jesus and Jesus says, okay, no problem. I, you, I'm going to come to your house and then heal your servant. The servant, watch this, he is a non-religious man. He is a man who understands kingdom concepts, kingdom authority, how the kingdom operates. This man says, no, 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 Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. This man, this man declared, look, I'm not the saint. I'm not the deacon. I'm not on the trustee board. I I don't sing in the choir. I don't even rush on Sunday. In fact, I don't even get to church on any regular consistent basis. But he says when he says, "I know in the kingdom, that won't stop you from blessing me. oh God, we got to get this in our soul that it doesn't take all of that traditional teaching and 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 following the what what the Bible calls ceremonial uh uh services and programs traditions, we have to have a heart for serving the king. so the centurion says, I don't qualify." You know, under under the Pharisees' rules and regulations. What he says, I am a man like you. I am a man of authority. What this man recognized was the authority that Jesus had in the kingdom of God. And so he tells Jesus, he says, I'm a man like you. I'm a man of authority. I tell one to go, he goes. And another to come. He comes. I tell my servant to do this. He does it. So he says, all you got to do is speak a word. And I know my servant will be healed. That moved Jesus so much. Because what that man demonstrated to Jesus is, you he says, I understand kingdom authority. Yeah. So, what am I saying? What am I saying? Our faith has to go from uh, a membership type of of of, of uh, uh, believing that if I'm a member of the biggest church in town, if or if I can just get to pastor so and so to pray for me. No, no, it does not require that in order to move the hand of God. What we have to do is have an understanding of how the kingdom operates. And when we can demonstrate that to the king, the king will move on your behalf. So Jesus describes this centurion. He says, he says, go, your servant is already healed. And what does he, what what, what does he say? He turns to his people and he says, I haven't seen faith. What's this? He says, I haven't seen faith. No, not in Israel, not amongst the chosen people of God. What that man understood is I don't need to be a member of, uh, uh, of this doctrine or that doctrine or this denomination or that denomination. What that man said is I understand kingdom principles. I understand kingdom concepts. I understand authority and rule in the kingdom of God. And I know that you, Jesus, you are the governor, you are the ambassador sent directly from the kingdom of God. And all you got to do is speak what the King said, and this kingdom will line up. That man's servant was healed before he even got back home. <laughs> I can take you to I, I, I can take you to several situations in the Bible where that was demonstrated. The Jesus gave his disciples power and authority over all devils and to cure disease. Oh yeah, the story the story where Jesus and uh, Peter and John came down off of the mount. And they encountered a crowd that was pressing the disciples, or particularly a father that was pressing the disciples to heal my demonic possessed son, demon possessed son. The disciples were unable to do it. And so the man came immediately to Jesus when Jesus got on the scene and Jesus asked what's going on. And the man spoke up. He said, my son is demon possessed. He's been like this. He, he says, he, the, the, the demons caused him to throw himself in the fire and into the water to drown himself. The demons trying to kill my son. And Jesus asked the question, how long has he been like this? And then Jesus commanded the the demons to come out. They throw the boy to the ground once again, but the demons came out. They had to obey the king and the commandment that the king gave that we have power and authority to cast out demons. Yes, sir. Because I believe that the disciples were still learning how the kingdom operates. This is why they could not cast those demons out. And so what did they do? They asked Jesus, why couldn't we do it? Jesus accused them again, oh, ye of little faith. What I really, really believe is Jesus is saying, oh, ye with little understanding of how a kingdom works. Okay? See, church religion will have you believing that you need to become a member. No. In the kingdom of God, you're not a member. You are a citizen. When you go before the king and you confess... That the king is your king, and that that that, that uh, let, 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 let's lead it to the salvation piece. He says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we know the word Lord means owner. Mm-hmm. He said if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, Lord over your life, Lord over everything you have, and that God raised Him from the dead. The Bible declares that you are saved. Or in other words, you now are positioned to enter into the kingdom of God. So what we've got to do in the, in the church today, uh, Coach Halbert, uh, is that we have got to begin to reteach kingdom concepts. <laughs> we've, got to re- we've got to begin to, we've got to reteach the power of the word of the king. And we have to get people to understand that everything in this world Everything in this earth belongs to the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Okay. Amen. Right. We 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 have got to we've got to help people understand that everything in this earth that you can put your hands on, if you can obtain it, it's because the Lord has loaned it to you.
0: That's right. You
1: you, you don't own anything. I drive a nice GMC truck, nice whip. But I know it's on loan. I know that, my, that he loaned it to me for the benefit of the kingdom of God. That's a whole nother, nother uh, uh, discussion right there. For the kingdom's sake. See, when we learn to do things for the kingdom's sake, then the king himself is going to bless you multifold. <laughs> it's in the scriptures. It's in the scriptures. So so let me just kind of recap what, we, what, what, what I, 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 I want to stress to your audience, to your listeners. Yes, sir. Is that we first have to get an understanding that we are in a kingdom that is ruled, created, created by, and ruled by the king. The king has established how this earth is to operate. Let me interject this again here, real quick. The earth is an ex- it's designed to be an extension of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Jesus supports that concept, that idea, when he teaches his disciples how to pray. He teaches his disciples in uh, in the Lord's Prayer, we we know it. He says, salute the Father. He says, exalt the Father, our Father, which are in heaven. Hallow it, how sanctified and holy is thy name. Mm Mm-hmm. After, immediately after he taught the disciples to glorify the Father, he said, Then desire the things that the Father desires. Thy kingdom come. Yeah. Thy will be done. Right there in the Lord's Prayer. In earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. God's desire for the creation of the earth is that the earth would be an extension of heaven. And he put man here to execute that purpose, that, that, uh, that desire of the Lord. He's but we missed it. the mark because we, we, we have become so focused on our own personal gain. We've become so focused on uh, uh, our desire to obtain money and wealth and fame that we have lost sight of the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, we have a, a number of men and women in the church Whose focus is on the material things or getting the things of the king, but don't want to worship glorify the king
2: with those things.
0: You explained that very clear, and there's a scripture, and Paul's writing in Romans when he said the people was a people were after they were establishing their own righteousness. That's correct, and not the righteousness of God. It's a big difference. Amen. And they, and, Amen. and a lot of preachers, and like we've heard, uh-huh. of, have perverted uh-huh. the gospel, have uh-huh. perverted the gospel, twisted, flipped it, for their own use, <laughs> for their own use. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's
1: uh-huh.
0: wrong. It's wrong.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, as, as I mentioned earlier, the, the, the problem is we have a lot of we have a lot of church leaders who fall into that that Pharisee mindset. That again, in the days of Jesus. Walked the earth. He confronted the Pharisees. He told them. He he he, did, he described them as hypocritical. He described them as 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 self righteous people. Yes, sir. And the problem the problem with self righteousness is that uh, uh, you believe that the, or the person that is self righteous believes that they can that they are the only righteous ones. And they demand that people strictly observe their religious ceremonies and practices, you know, and adherence to their oral laws and traditions. Or even the laws of the, of, of, of of the Jewish times, of the times where Jewish people thought that the Jewish law superseded all laws. Well, the problem with that is we've got people today that are teaching I mean, I understand the importance of having regular scheduled activities in the church. I understand the need for, you know, uh, assembling ourselves, okay, to provoke one another to love, to to, to to glorify God. Well, in some cases, this has become so, so traditionalized and, 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 and ceremonious that we're missing the mark of why are we coming together? It's more about... Quiet usher day. It's more about the ushers program. It's more about uh, 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 even pastors' anniversaries and, and church anniversaries, where in some cases I've seen pastors or preachers carried across the altar, if you would, on a on a king's chair, <laughs> as if they are the ones that are do the glory.
0: I know what you're talking the, about, adding all yeah. these different, all this all this extra stuff that's not really uh-huh. even biblical.
1: That is correct. All and these different in lies,
0: programs, the things that you're adding to bring more money to the church, you say, but uh-huh. it's not even biblical.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, but watch this. See, those individuals think that they got it going on. Jesus said in the scriptures, Matthew 5, I believe it's ch- chapter 5, verse 20 or so. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, uh-huh. you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. I share the same warning to anybody that's listening to this program, to this podcast who's more focused on, I'll just grab that, bringing money into the church. I'm going to even say if your focus is more trying to fill the seats and the pews in the church over teaching the kingdom, if if that's your mindset, you're in the wrong business. Maybe you should go get a movie theater or something and, 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 and work to fill those seats and entertain the people. But the real ministry is the ministry that Jesus Christ brought to the earth. Jesus taught and preached kingdom of God. That's, that's even where. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you
0: off. I was, uh, you know, as you, as, you, as you were saying, I was speaking and thinking about my first. I, I was reminiscing on my first sermon. I, mm-hmm. My subject was, you can't talk your way to heaven. And that's right my script I came out of Matthew 7 when Jesus said not everyone that said unto me Lord Lord mm-hmm. shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father shall enter he said many will say Lord did not prophesy and do many wonderful works did not cast out devils that's right and some of us gonna and some of us it's sad but mm-hmm. some people gonna hear this I never knew I never knew you depart from me Ye that's right workers of iniquity
1: yes yes those are those individuals who are pursuing uh or using trying to utilize kingdom ideals maybe kingdom concepts for their own personal gain or for the gain of anything other than the kingdom of god man there it's, lies serious the danger. it's serious boy
0: this is
1: that's true. a true statement it's a serious true statement because the
0: lord the Lord will take his spirit off of you and you're still preaching. That Ichabod
1: mm-hmm. spirit. That mm-hmm. means the Lord mm-hmm.
0: He'll take his spirit mm-hmm. off of you. you still be preaching, still come to church every Sunday and ushering and doing whatever, but God then took his spirit off of you and God's spirit ain't on you, ain't nothing happening.
1: That's a true statement. And unfortunately, that's what's happening in what I believe in a number of churches today Oh yeah, is that people? people are attempting to preach his gospel, and they are not sent of God. This is why uh, the faith that I described, our faith has to really, really uh, be grounded and rooted in an understanding of how the kingdom of God operates. Our faith, then, is that we believe every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If the king said it, then we believe it. And then we don't have to go begging and and crying and and snotting. All we got to do is learn to go to the king and say, King, you said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You said, by his stripes, we are healed. Yes, sir. So, King, I just want you to understand, I know how your kingdom operates. Jesus, in Luke chapter 9, uh, uh, verse 1, and then verse 2, Jesus called his disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure disease. Right. Mm-hmm. Then in verse two, we got an additional commissioning where Jesus commissioned us. He says in verse two, "Now go preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick." If there is ever any question about what we should be preaching and teaching, the scriptures answer the question clearly. We should be. Preaching the kingdom of God and healing the sick. The the the, 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 the ramp, and this is a whole another conversation that we'll pick up at some other time. If if uh, if you invite me back someday, if your audience wants to hear more, uh, yeah, I back. suggest they, they reach out. <laughs> they reach out to you and let you know. But um, uh, we we have, and I mentioned this earlier, but this is a very very profound statement I want to make. The mission. Of the Christian, the follower of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to actually make it the mission of the church can be wrapped up in one word, and that is evangelism, to include both proclaiming and demonstrating the power and the love that God has, the power of His gospel, and the love that God has to the extent. That men will believe. That, 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 I read that in the book uh, uh, written by Doctor uh, John W. V. Smith, and the name of the book is uh, "I Will Build My Church." That one statement was so profound to me that it was it was the piece that was missing, the link that was missing in today's church. We are quick to proclaim the gospel. In other words, open our mouths and profess it. Well, what's lacking in the church today is we don't believe that we can demonstrate it. You see, we say we're going to pray for healing, but we, uh, we don't really, really understand that if the King says by His stripes you'll heal, we don't really believe that. We, 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 some many of us still have this belief system that the power of the Holy Spirit has left the earth with the with the last apostle, and therefore the, the church can't perform. The ministry that Jesus even sent us to do—to go preach the gospel and heal the sick. So, so I want to remind uh, uh, you listeners that uh, we have a one job in the earth, and that is to bring glory to the King. And so, if we will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, everything else that you desire will be added unto you.
0: Well, Master Master Wendy Stevens. I, I believe somebody might help tonight. This it, has been very informative. and it, uh, This is a much needed uh, a, a talk and, and teaching that Christians and we need today in order to be effective, as you said, uh, Amen. In, in ministry. And don't you worry about it, my brother. You'll be back. You'll be back, man. <laughs> now, What Thank I want to ask Thank you to you. do, I want to give you the honor. I want to give you the honor to close us out. With a
1: word of pride, man, before I take us out of here. Okay. i would be, I'd be honored. Uh, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we first humble ourselves before you, Lord God, thanking you, yeah. praising you, yeah. lifting up and exalting your holy name for you and you yeah. alone are worthy to be praised. Yeah, Lord. Father, you have given us an assignment in this earth. You have given us yeah. purpose, Lord God. And Father, that purpose is indeed to preach the gospel. Yes, and to heal the sick. So, Lord God, I come against that demon that is seems to want to close the mouth of the chosen people of God. Father, close their mouths from being able to not only proclaim the power of the gospel, to proclaim the love of God. But, Father, I pray that you open up our minds, Lord God, open up our arms, Lord God, that we can demonstrate the concepts, the... Benefits of being a kingdom citizen, Lord God, and show that to people to the extent that they believe. Father, we love you. You declared in your word, though, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek your face, Lord God, and turn from their wicked ways. Father, you said you would then hear from heaven. You would forgive us of our sins. And you would heal the land. Thank you. Father, I declare that the land is in need of healing. The land is under great attack. So, father I declare and decree that greater is he that is Amen. in us than he that is in this world yes sir and father I believe Lord God through the knowledge that you're sharing with your people Lord God that that knowledge father shall be activated in wisdom and that father we will come against every attack of the enemy and father we will rebuke that devil we will yeah. cast him out yeah. and father we will we will release the love Thank and the you. power of God in this earth father so I pray for every individual individual that's listening to this to this lesson to this this message tonight lord god i yeah. pray father that you open up their understanding lord god that they can understand the kingdom of god the sole message of your son jesus who you sent into the earth father i pray lord god i come against sickness and disease yeah. if there is one individual lord god that's just feeling bad in their body father i rebuke it in the name of jesus why because king you said you sent your son who was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities chastised that we be at peace and was whipped and striped and beaten that we would be healed we declare we are healed in the name of Jesus yeah, name I speak of Jesus. that kingdom power into the hearing of any individual that is on this call Lord God that hears this podcast tonight Father I yeah. declare they're healed and the faith that they have in you their understanding of your kingdom and you being the king and the power of your word They are healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I don't have time to call out every situation, but you know what they are. I pray for your people, Lord God, that through their understanding of kingdom concepts, Father, they can receive all that you have for them. Father, we ask this in that mighty, that matchless and incomparable name of Jesus, believing in our hearts to receive it. And therefore, Father, it is done. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless
0: you. God bless you, man of God. God bless you, man. Don't worry, you'll be back. You will be back. (laughs) I pray that you all have been blessed on this night. On uh, and y'all can get ready because my brother will be back. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna sign out. We're gonna we're gonna. We're going to sign out here. We're going to get ready to go. And you know how we do it. Life get hard sometimes. Sometimes we're up. And sometimes we're down. But this is your friend, Minister C. Coach Halbert, signing off. And whatever you do, keep God before you and fight for your dreams. God bless you. And may he keep
1: it. So don't stop dreaming. Maybe you have dreams that need to be taken back down from the shelf. Or maybe you're still finding out what your dreams are. Whatever the case may be, fight for your dreams. Come back next week for Fight for Your Dreams with Minister C Coach Halbert. This broadcast is copyrighted by Gonna Fly Now with Christ Ministries and the Resilient Christian Radio Network.